Welcome to our Advent devotional series. Uh, we're calling it Come Lord Jesus, and we're focusing on these three Advents, or these three comings of Jesus. His uh, first coming in the flesh, that was the promise that was fulfilled. He's given us a promise that one day he will reappear and make all things new, and uh, that will occur at the end of time. But in the in-between time, he promises to come to us and to give to us all of the gifts needed uh, for this day, uh, the chief gift being the forgiveness of sins, uh, but also all the gifts uh, needed for uh, life eternal as well. And so uh, we're going to talk about this second coming of Jesus uh, throughout the readings uh, for this week. So you'll hear uh, words like the day of the Lord is coming or the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night or uh, there will be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars. And so uh, we're going to focus on uh, the second coming or the second advent of Jesus throughout the readings of this week. Before we begin, though, I'd like to give you a uh, a general overview of uh, these three comings. And perhaps the best way to do that is with um, a little uh, a graph or picture. Now, this, uh, this picture uh, looks very plain. And you'll notice on the far side, there's a, a triangle, uh, which represents the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, before time, uh, before uh, anything was created, the only thing that was, was Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. One God, three distinct persons. And the scriptures speak to us that uh, this God created everything out of nothing. Now, we know that uh, from the biblical account in Genesis. In Genesis chapters 1 and 2, all uh, uh, all the account uh, uh gives to us the, the rendering of the six days of creation and the seventh day God rested. And at the end of it, God looked at all things and didn't just say it was good, but said it was very good. Um, so God is the one who creates. Now, in Genesis chapter 3, we, we learn of this um, event called the fall, the temptation of uh, Adam and Eve by uh, the devil who comes in the form of a serpent. And uh, this devil tempts um, Adam and Eve to eat of uh, the tree. And with that then comes a sin. And with sin comes uh, the wage uh, of sin, which is death. And so we often speak of this then um, unholy trinity uh, fighting against uh, the trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so this unholy trinity being uh, our sin, uh, the wage of sin being death, and the devil himself. Now, the devil is the only, uh, his only power is to corrupt God's good creation. And uh, we do see that then in Genesis chapter 3. He cannot ever create, he can only corrupt uh, what God created as good. Now, once this corruption occurs, um, now we have this, this cosmic battle happening in the heavenlies, but also this battle that is happening within the creation itself. And so uh, Jesus speaks of this enemy we have in the Gospel of John. He uh, describes him as a murderer from the beginning. 
that he is a, a liar, that he is not holding to the truth, that he is the deceiver, that he is the father of lies. And again, um, this murderer, this liar, always comes against the work of uh, the perfect trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He goes after the truth. He goes after the good creation. He goes after uh, faith. And so uh, we have this enemy very clearly uh, described for us um, as the murderer and the liar, the deceiver. Uh, The Apostle Paul speaks of this battle uh, in the heavenlies. He says, your struggle isn't against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world. Um, And so uh, it's helpful for us to understand who we're fighting and how we are to fight. So, unholy trinity, sin, death, and the devil. Now, into that fall immediately comes the promise. That one day, uh, the promised seed, the offspring of the woman, will come. Um, We know this as the Messiah, the the promised one, the anointed one. So, all throughout the Old Testament, there there is this promise that one day, he will come. The Son of God will take on human flesh, come into this world to fight, uh, to fight sin, to destroy death, and to take uh, hold of the power of the devil to put all things under, um, the Messiah will put all things under his feet. And so, uh, all throughout the Old Testament, uh, they're longing and waiting for the promise to be fulfilled. Now, this is where the first advent comes. So, uh, as the as the diagram would suggest, it is the second person of the Trinity, the Son of God, that uh, humbles himself, takes the very nature of a servant, and comes into this world, into the flesh. The book of Revelation speaks of Jesus as the one, the one who was, the one who is, and the one who is to come. And so you see there uh, eternity in time into eternity, all of the activity of this triune God. The one who who is, the one who was, the one who is to come. And so uh, the revelation given to us is Jesus uh, comes into this world as God in the flesh. The one who knows no sin Uh, becomes the sin for us, so sin is defeated. Uh, He goes into the grave and rises on the third day, so death is defeated. He holds the keys of death and Hades after um, his descent into hell and his resurrection, and so the devil is defeated, all things put under his feet. Uh, We then hear that 40 days after his resurrection, he ascends into uh, the cloud. They see him go into the cloud. Now, We ought to understand this is not that he has departed and left and abandoned his creation, because uh, he does give us the promise that he will be with us always, uh, but also that he will one day reappear. I think that's a better way to say it than one day will return. Return means maybe he's not here. Maybe he's unaware. Maybe he is far away. Reappear suggests that he is among us still doing his work, which is the promise. I will be with you always to the very end of the age. So now um, we are in that in-between time. We are waiting for the second advent, the second appearance 
of, uh, of Jesus. And he will, the scriptures say, uh, just as he ascended into the clouds, so also we will lift up our heads and see him reappear in the same way. So this in-between time between the first advent of Jesus and the second advent, where he will um, set all things right, there will be the judgment, the end of time. Um, he will take us to himself. There will be the, the promise of a new heaven and a new earth. In between those two advents is the promise that he continually, we could say, comes or advents himself to us. Uh, He continually gives himself to us. Where two or three are gathered, the promises there Jesus is giving his gifts to us. Again, the chief gift being the forgiveness of of sins. And so uh, this is really uh, a broad overview. And sometimes it's just helpful to see uh, eternity, time, and then the promise of a new heavens and a new earth, uh, eternity right before us, so that we see these three advents that Jesus uh, um, was promised. For what purpose? To come into the world, to destroy the devil's work. Promise, 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 Old Testament. He has come. Promise fulfilled. And we celebrate that we rejoice in it at Christmas. And then the promise that one day he will reappear. So just as he was faithful to the to keeping the first promise, so also he will be faithful uh, to keep his second promise of uh, his reappearance. But again, in the in-between time, he promises to be with us always and to give to us all of his gifts. And so that's why we pray this, this threefold understanding of Advent and uh, coming. That's why we pray this simple little prayer, Come, Lord Jesus.